Okay, before we uh, look at that passage a bit more in detail, let's pray and ask God for his help. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, the Bible. We thank you that you speak to us through your word. Uh, Father, we thank you we read of the, the good news of your son Jesus and what he's done for us. Father, we pray that we'd think more about that now and what it means for our life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. What are you afraid of? What is it that you fear? Uh, maybe you're like me and there's a whole long list of things that you fear, of the things that you're afraid of. In a survey recently, uh, they put together the top ten fears most commonly shared by people. So these are the most common top ten fears. Number ten, the fear of germs. Most people, apparently, in this survey, fear germs. Number nine, flying. People are afraid of flying. That is a common phobia. Number eight, uh, public speaking or situations that involve people standing up in front of a crowd. I don't think Dr. Bob had any uh, problem with that at all. That's number eight. Number seven is going to the doctor or the dentist. Number six, it's fear of lightning and storms. Number five was the fear of dogs in this survey. How could you be afraid of those? They're so cute and cuddly. Number four, fear of confined spaces. So if you're in a crowd and you're struggling, you want to get out of that crowd, maybe for, at the Blues Fest, that's a fear. And in the top three fears, sorry, fear of heights, I'll keep going quickly, fear of snakes, that's my fear. That's why I had to put a cardboard cutout of a snake in there. <laughs> that's why I'm not, you know, cowering for the back corner right now. And the top fear... I might have to do this one quickly as well, is the fear of spiders. The top ten fears of uh, people in a survey recently. Now, what is it that you are afraid of? What is it that you fear? I'm surprised that there's actually one thing that's not on that list, but I think it really underlies all those fears. Uh, the fear of death. It's interesting that people didn't list that fear, uh, but as you think of all the potentials of all those different things, the fear of death, really, it's a common fear, isn't it? Well, this morning, uh, we're going to find the way to have no fear in the face of death. To have no fear uh, in the con- confrontation of death. But we're not going to conquer our fears by getting in a whole lot of you know, spiders and snakes or, or jumping on a plane. We're going to go to the place. We're going to come face to face with how death itself has been conquered for us. Now, in that first account... that account of the first ever Easter Sunday some 2,000 years ago, there was good reason for the people there to be afraid, wasn't there, that Paul just read for us. There was good reason for the people there to be afraid. At the start of what was read, we're directed to those two women, the two Marys. And these women would have had every reason to be afraid at that point. Uh, We're directed to them, and these women, they were scared because it's been, remember, three days since Jesus died and was buried and was put in the tomb. Three days he was hung up on the cross. Three days crucified, dead and buried. And so the question is probably railing around in their heads, well, if this is what happens to Jesus, what's going to happen to us as followers of Jesus? What's going to happen to us? Are we going to be rounded up and killed? 
And so all these questions are going on uh, in their heads. What's going to happen to us? And as they arrive at the tomb, as they make their way to the tomb, there's even more reason to be afraid, isn't there? Uh, There's a great earthquake. The ground shakes. And there's this appearance of an angel like lightning. And he sits on the top of the roll stone, just kind of perched up there. And the soldiers who are there, obviously not made of the tough stuff that women are made of, it says that they trembled with fear. I think the soldiers probably needed a spare change of pants at that point because they're trembling, they're frozen with fear. And the biggest news of all comes that the biggest thing has happened. The biggest thing, this is the scariest thing that happened, that Jesus is not in the tomb anymore. He's not in the tomb where they're looking for him. But yet, in all that fear going on, in all that scary stuff, in all that freaky moments going on, there's this phrase that we'll read in a minute, this phrase that happens twice, this phrase that comes, don't be afraid. And we're going to read it in a minute. In other words, don't fear. Now, how is that actually going to be possible for these women at the tomb? How is it going to be possible for people like you and me in, the, in not fearing the great unknown of life, in not fearing something like death? Because it's so easy to fear the unknown of death, isn't it? Uh, we know that death has a higher hit rate. It affects one in one people. Uh, we know that the only thing certain in this life are death and taxes. We know the unknownness of death. We know that fear. And we know it uh, when a loved one has been suffering an illness for so long and we fear the unknown of death. Uh, we know that fear of death when we get a text from a friend who says that they just had it with life. They've tossed in their job. They're, they're giving up on everything in life. We know that fear of death. We know that fear of death when we get a phone call. You know the one. The doctor says the results aren't good. We know that fear of death so well, don't we? We know that fear of the unknown that death brings when someone that we love is affected by it, when we're affected by it. And we don't know what lies ahead each day. We don't even know if we'll make this day out. So how is it actually possible? How is it possible to not be afraid in the face of death? How is it actually possible to be reminded of it daily, not to fear death? Well, the answer comes in the message of the angel. The answer to how we're not to be afraid is what the angel says to them at this point. Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen just as he said he would. This is the answer. This is how we don't need to fear the unknownness of death. We don't need to fear when we're facing death or when someone else that we love is facing death because of that message that the angel brings. Do not be afraid. Jesus, who was crucified, he has risen. That's a great news. That's the great hope that we can share in, that we look forward to in the face of death, in the uncertainty of death. But you know, sometimes when we hear that Easter story, uh, we might think to ourselves, well, 
Yeah, I, I know how it goes. I know that Jesus died on Friday. I know that Jesus rose again uh, on Sunday. And we know at the end of the story that Jesus is alive, that he is risen. Uh, it's like it's kind of like uh, watching a movie uh, over and over again where you know every line of the movie. Uh, I grew up in a family of six, and at one point all six of us got the chicken pox. Very fun. And uh, the movie that my sisters, I have four sisters, decided to watch was The Sound of Music. So I can tell you that uh, nobody solves a problem like Maria. <laughs> uh, I can tell you that um, the hills are alive with the sound of music. I can tell you, you know, do, re, me, fa, so, la, ti, do. It's kind of like this when we hear the Easter story over and over again, isn't it? We kind of hear the Easter story. Okay, I know that Jesus died on Friday. I know that he rose to life on Sunday. But we've got to understand that someone being risen from the dead, it's, it's just, it was so unexpected. Like it was unexpected back then, just as much as it's unexpected for us today. You know, we don't expect to go to a funeral and for the, the funeral director to announce, oh, I'm sorry everyone, well, there's no funeral on today, the person's come back to life. We don't expect that to happen. We don't expect to make our way over to the cemetery to find that someone is, is climbing out of their grave. We don't expect it to happen. And the thing is, they didn't expect it to happen back then either. It was this great thing that happened, this great big event that happened that no one expected. And I'm sure that you know people uh, who have died, who have passed away. Uh, You know people who have died and haven't come back to life. See, it's, it's unexpected, isn't it? And the women went to that tomb expecting a dead body, Jesus, who was crucified. But the tomb was open. The body was gone. And it's great to be reminded of the message of Easter Sunday, of today, of Easter. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because Jesus, who was crucified, is alive. Jesus is risen from the dead. Thank God for Easter Sunday because now life is completely turned around. Death to life, not just for Jesus, but for all who trust in him. We have no fear in death if our trust is in Jesus. We no longer need to be afraid because Jesus has risen from the dead. No fear. No fear in death. But you see, there is a a different response that we can have, uh, a different response to Jesus being risen from the dead instead of putting our trust in him. And it's found there... uh, in what the guards do, in what the soldiers do, when they see that the tomb is empty. If you've got a Bible there uh, on your lap, just flick it open to this page there. It's the second part of the passage of Matthew chapter 28. It says there, While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you were to say, his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And the story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. You may have heard it said that in order to conquer your fears, you need to confront them. In order to conquer your fears, you need to confront them. Well, it's not really what uh, these soldiers do at the tomb, is it? 
They don't really think, okay, well, there's a, there was a guy in this tomb, um, body's gone missing, not really sure how that happened. It's not expected that people usually come back from the dead. What do we do? Well, we'll take it to the big wigs, the religious big wigs of the day. Okay, how about we just make a story, make up a story. We'll sleep it under the rug like it never even happened. We'll just forget about it. We won't tell anyone the truth. And that's the kind of response that these religious bigwigs of the day had. It's too unknown. You know, it's too unknown that this guy is coming back to life from the dead. And I wonder if that's our response as well. I wonder if we make a sto- up a story just to, to cover up what's happened. You know, that, that maybe this resurrection thing didn't happen after all. Maybe I'm, I'm sweet and I don't have to think more about it. Uh, maybe uh, God is happy with me in the things that I do already. Um, maybe God will look down on the things I've done and be pleased. Maybe there's nothing after death. But maybe we just sweep up under the rug the truth of what really happened on that Easter Sunday. But in this account, in this account on that very first Easter Sunday, we find the answer to the fear of the unknown of death. We find the answer, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Christ is risen. I wonder what kind of response you have to Easter Sunday, to the resurrection of Jesus. We're going to watch a clip to think more about that now. It's Easter. So here's what you can expect today. At some point today, somebody's going to stand up in your church house and say something like, uh, Jesus is not dead. He was dead, but he's not dead anymore. I mean, you can expect it. Just like you expect to hear the national anthem before somebody throws out the first pitch or, uh, or happy birthday before somebody makes a wish and blows out those candles. Not dead. Somebody's going to say it. But here's, a, here's the question. This, uh, this not dead Jesus stuff, is it really true? Or is it just something nice to say? I mean, it seems like a pretty important question. Because really, nobody's just sitting there today. The way I see it, everybody's rolling the dice. See, this not dead Jesus stuff, if it's not true, well then, yeah, really, you're probably wasting your time. You'd probably do better to just sing a rousing rendition of Happy Birthday and call it a day. <laughs> or better yet, you could have slept in and skipped all of this. Because really, Jesus not dead. If it's really not true, eh, all of this stuff you're doing, sitting in rows, singing a bunch of songs, listening to some preacher talk, eh, it really has just about as much significance as, uh, as making a wish and blowing out those candles. On the other hand, if it is true, eh, Well, just imagine the possibilities. Jesus, not dead. I mean, he was dead. In the ground, dead and buried. The funeral's over. The casseroles have all been eaten. But now, all of a sudden, he's up and walking around again, better than ever. Not dead? (laughs) Well, what do you do with a guy like that? My way of thinking, a guy like that, pay attention to him and when he says 
I'm God. You say, I'll buy that. And when he says, I'm going to lead you in a parade to glory, you say, let me get my drum and fall in behind you. If it's true, Jesus not dead, here's an idea for you. Just today, beat your drum, sing to the rafters, celebrate like you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Just a thought. I wonder what your response is to Good Friday of Jesus dying on the cross so that we can have hope in life, hope in death. What your response is to Jesus' resurrection of him coming back to life. And maybe you make up a story. Uh, don't check it out. Sweep the truth under a rug. Maybe you don't even think about it because life's going swimmingly in this long weekend. I wonder what your response is. But the great thing is, the great truth is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Christ is not here. He is risen just as he said. So here's why we don't need to be afraid in the face of death. Jesus has dealt with it for us. So can I invite you, if you don't know the authority, uh, that great defeat of death that Jesus brings, make sure you talk to someone about it today. Don't, you know, as he said, don't beat your own drum and just walk out of here. Uh, Make sure you talk to someone about it. Talk to someone more about the great life that Jesus brings, the great uh, hope that he brings in the face of death, that we don't need to be afraid, that we don't need to fear. We can thank God for Easter, can't we? We can thank God, not that he's just provided sunshine for a long weekend or time off with family and friends. We can thank God for Easter, that he gives us hope in life and death, that we no longer need to be afraid. Let's pray and thank God for this time. Heavenly Father, we give you great thanks for this weekend and what we remember in the death of your son Jesus and his resurrection. Father, we know that even in the face of death, things will be difficult, things will be hard, fear will grip us. Uh, When loved ones are suffering that as well, uh, when we're suffering that, we know that we'll be afraid. Father, we ask that we would hold on to these words, not to be afraid, knowing the great hope, the great joy that the resurrection of your son uh, Jesus brings. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.